Hey, greetings, everybody, and welcome to The Staredown. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate podcast where a couple guys get around talking about sports and a little bit of real estate at the back end. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by Bill Risser down in St. Petersburg, Florida, Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia, and our soon-to-be off-waivers fourth guest, Anthony Malafronte. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, boys? Bill, how are you? Good to, good to see you again. I'm good, Sean. It's Quarantine uh, week three, week four? Week four. Yeah. Who's it's, in touch um, here? Two and a half weeks for me, I think I'm, you know, going into and uh, just doing my thing. I'm, I'm now 40 something uh, webinars and uh, Zoom meetings deep with another 30 scheduled in the next couple of weeks. So that's my life. Um, standing here at this stand up desk that we record this uh, podcast and my other podcast at um, a lot. I'm going to wear a hole in the carpet right about here. The good news is you're uh, providing value for a lot of your, 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 uh, your potential agents and your and your current agents and yeah that's it just staff. trying to just trying to help people uh taking up on the sean carpenter model and uh, and and i got to play golf again this weekend both days saturday and sunday with anthony it was really fun an afternoon round on saturday a morning round on sunday doing our best with social distancing doing our best to trying to hit cups that are elevated um which turns out it's pretty easy because one of the guys in our force our group on sunday morning sean nine birdies Wow. 42 points. So he shot six under. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. It's a, did, it's did a you see the picture easy. I sent you where we're using the noodles? They yeah. Nice, nice touch. Yeah. It's kind of a neat, uh, you know, so, so we don't say good birdie. We say good noodle. How far, <laughs> how far down does the ball fall in half of the ball or it doesn't, it doesn't fall in. It, it fits the entire cup, holds the flag up, uh-huh. fits the entire cup. And all you, so it just, it doesn't even go in. It just hits. Oh, the noodles, is the same thing. They just, what they did is they just elevated the cups. And yeah. 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 I get it. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Cool. That's, so that's, that's my week. Right weekend. And how'd you play? You, you didn't, you told, you told us a score. You didn't tell us yours. <clears throat> I, sh- <laughs> I had an 87 and an 82, which yeah. is the exact same total as last week's 88 and 81. So right. 169 okay. for the weekend. Not, not good. Okay. Right. Miss cut. <laughs> Miss cut, exactly. Todd, what's going on? Hey, Sean. Uh, guys, gentlemen, good to see you. I think I shared last week um, they closed all the amenities in the neighborhood. This is an HOA so, uh, decision, not a government shutdown. Um, so missing tennis, right? Um, we, the, the tennis courts are, are kind of shut. So Ooh. that said, um, look at looking for outlets. Uh, Find myself walking a lot, Bill. I get, I get at least ten thousand, maybe fifteen thousand steps. Um, I like to go in the morning. I like to get up, work, go for a long walk. Um, you know, eat lunch, work, and then go for an afternoon walk too, just to to get outside. And I really found out that it's good for for my mental health. So, Sean, we've are long on record, um, big Headspace guys, Andy Pudicum, uh meditation, uh, but I've learned the value of walking. So. Um, and strangely, I'm kind of getting used to this. I don't want it to be permanently, but I'm, I'm dealing with this, this, uh, sheltered home a lot better than I had a couple weeks ago. So a lot of zooms with the family We're uh, we're all rallying together, trying to check in on dad, make sure he's doing okay. And, um, also my guilty pleasure, um, a buddy of mine introduced me to a podcast called the office ladies. Are you guys office fans by chance? Mm-hmm. Todd, you hit this on the uh, DU call the other night, but tell the guys what it is. Yeah, so Pam Beasley, Jenna Fisher, and Angela Kinsey do a weekly podcast, and they start on episode one, season one, and they break down the episode. Oh, it, it, nice. 
really awesome. So do they watch it and they record the conversations while they're watching it? And then No, they watch it and then get together. They watch it first. Yeah. They watch it individually and get together and comment. So I'm an office guy anyway. I think it's one of the, you know, top 10 shows ever. Um, So what I'm doing is I'm watching The Office on Netflix and then I'm listening to the podcast. And I'm deciding, do I listen first and then watch? I'm still going with it. But I've gone through season one. There's only six episodes season one. So season two starts tomorrow. So um, Sean, I'm meditating on one of my walks, uh, doing the Walking in Nature app. And then I'm listening to uh, the the Office ladies on the second. And it's funny because I feel like (laughs) Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsley are my friends. Like, they're that welcoming and awesome. So cool. that's my that's my little uh, recommendation uh, for this week. I'll suggest another one when you're done with that one. Tina yeah. and Kevin from Glee do the same thing with every Glee episode <laughs> starting. I'm going to tell Jenny that. I've listened to the big, first eight. Oh, it's Jenny's awesome. Jenny's a Glee person, so she'll it's do called, that. Yeah. It's called Showmance. It's on uh, the Lady Gang Podcast Network. Check it out. That's awesome. But other than that, man, we're, I'm uh, one day at a time. This two shall pass. Uh we're all in this together. I posted last night, cliches are usually cliche-y, but I think in today's kind of climate, they're kind of comforting, at least to me anyway. So anyway. Nice. Anthony, what's going on, man? How's your, how's your weekend and how's your week starting off? As Bill mentioned, we played golf uh, Saturday. That wasn't very good again, 91. And then Sunday, I shot 82. I had a bunch of birdies. I either had really, really good holes or really, really bad holes. Uh, <laughs> my little swing change is still not completely uh, taking hold yet. So um, we, we were 10 holes in, Anthony, and you had four birdies and four doubles. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony, yeah. these, these guys will attest. Circles and squares. Circles and squares. <laughs> it, Anthony, these guys will attest. I would kill for a 91. Oh, my God. I'd be so happy. I'd be buying rounds. I'd be buying rounds. <laughs> I will tell you this, Sean, that, uh, excuse me, uh, Todd, that uh, after some Saturday's 91, I didn't tell them this, but I, I contemplated not playing on Sunday because I was a little <laughs> – I went. I mean, I played, but I, I was like – Distraught. One, I played really bad on Sunday, and I had – well, five really bad holes on mm. on Sunday. I was, I was it, just, it just takes that one. And, and Sean described to me best, and it totally epitomizes my game. Um, it takes two shots to get 50 yards in front of the pin, and then it takes four to get down from the 50 yards, right? Oh. That's that's my typical style, right? I'm I'm great off the – not great. I'm, I'm pretty good off the tee box. My, my long irons are pretty good. My short game is just yeah. I was thinking, you know, right? it's, it's amazing, guys. You know, you, you can make a seven on a par three and you make a four on a par five. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I almost had a hole in one, Sean. Oh, yeah. that's right, yeah. Bill, how close did that come? Uh, you hit about eight inches short of the, of the pin and then it, it just snuck past it. But you know, we, were, we, we can't pay on hole in ones. It was kind yeah. of the rule of our group, right? Because right. guys would be arguing all day long. It hit the cup. It would have gone. And we're like, really? Right. No. Yeah. But, it, uh, but we, Anthony had one of our chip-ins from off the green. You had a couple in the last two you, Look, you guys are probably the same way we are. I mean, some of the putts, you know, you're hitting the cup dead center. And others, you're just grazing it. But you're like, that counts. You know, it's yeah. awesome. Oh, we're touches. doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. That's why. So I played uh, our course to open back up. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of neat and surreal, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's different, right? Because you pull in the parking lot and there's signs everywhere saying, stay in your car until five minutes before your tea time. It's Whoa. members only. So there's no guests at all. There's no exchanging of, of payments. Yeah. 
So the, the starter is one of the guys in the pro shop. You, so you get out of your car and you walk every 20 minutes of the tee times. Only one of the courses is open. You walk past the pro shop and you wave at the guy, you know, sort of as your check-in. No practice facilities. You just walk the first tee. So you're teeing off by the time the group in front of you is on the third fairway. By the time the group behind you tees off, you're on the third fairway. So you really only see each other hardly ever, you know, the way our course is routed. Um, so it's, it's really like just you and the three guys you're with by yourself. And, um, you know, you get, you get kind of used to the, you know, anything inside of four feet. Like you said, you kind of take a break out of it and just go for the noodle. Yeah, smash. Um, I texted you guys. So, so Saturday, my son Ryan through 15 was six under. Mm. He had made five birdies and an eagle. Um, and he finished bogey, bogey, bogey. My, my brother, Kevin, finished birdie, par, birdie to shoot 68 and only lose by one to Kevin or to Ryan. Wow. Um, I, great. on Sunday, uh, kind of struggled on Saturday. Just my short game is so hard to get back. That chipping, you know, that first early in the season. But sat, Sunday I played in the rain. We had umbrellas up for the first 10 holes. Um, but, heck, if it's all your, your choices, sit at home or go out and golf in the rain, we golf in the rain. Yeah. Um, but I rolled off three birdies in the last seven holes. Uh, to shoot, I think I shot 74. Mm, um, wow. Still, you know, still, That's, still lost my, my brother, um, two bogeys and a birdie on the last hole to shoot 71. So his, his weekend was 68, 71. <laughs> Se- 74 is one of the best dead years. <laughs> right? So it was fun. Um, so, so let's, let's segue and talk about sports because we actually have something to talk about guys here on the stare down. Let's talk golf. Uh, this is Monday. We're recording this. So it's masters Monday. Um, all just, a lot of people, Anthony's got his master's hat on uh, and we all are just, just wishing that today, tonight would have been a pretty cool night. Cause it would, you know, would have been championship game in, mm-hmm. uh, in March madness and um, yeah. maybe the first practice round of the masters. But we did have some good news come out. Once again, it's only planning ahead, but the PGA and the golf world kind of made some major announcements today. Among which, probably the biggest one, is that the Open Championship will not be played this year. They canceled the Open Championship. First time that the Open Championship will not be played since 1945. That was World War II. Um, it'll be, there was another stat about the majors being played after August. Um, but the PGA Championship now, which would have been next month, um, will now be played in August, still at Harding Park in San Francisco. Then the Tour Championship will begin a couple weeks after that with the Wyndham Championship will be the last tournament of the PGA Tour in Greensboro. Then they will go right into the the three-round FedEx Cup, ending on Monday, Labor Day, which is a great way to finish on a day when they'll have all the attention of the sports world. That will end at Eastlake, so they'll do the, the Northern Trust, the BMW, and the Tour Championship, Anthony. Then they'll... Go to the U.S. Open two weeks later, being still played as scheduled in Wingfoot, once again tentative, uh, with it being in New York and near New York City, kind of near the epicenter of the the biggest uh, coronavirus kind of uh, infiltration or uh, infect outbreak. 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 Thank you. Um, (laughs) Conversation that it could possibly be moved to Oakmont in in Pennsylvania um, as a backup. Then the Masters will be held in November, November, I believe it's the 9th through the 15th. Ninth. Yeah, yeah, yep. that week. Uh, being, becoming the first Masters um, in November, obviously. And then the Olympics, obviously, will switch to next year. Now, I still think we're still waiting to hear on Ryder Cup. 
where it's going to fit into the windows if possible because it'd be really strange for the players to go Ryder Cup and then U.S. Open the next week. I think a lot of people would skip the Ryder Cup if they – or vice, vice versa. I'm not, I'm not sure how that would work. But, you know, now they now they obviously have to come up with qualifying dates, U.S. Open. I, I, I did the one casualty, which – which we'll talk about because I watched it today and it was such a, just a magical event was the Augusta national women's amateur. Uh, that one did get, unfortunately have to get canceled because they can't play it now. And with the NCAA season, the LPGA tour qualifying and some of the other international events, it was just impossible for them to reschedule that. But once again, Augusta always being very classy. They did say anyone who qualified for this year's tournament will automatically be in next year's tournament assuming they stay an amateur, um, which, you know, Good. will make some decisions for some of the, some of the ladies who have a chance to maybe try and qualify for the, for the uh, LPGA tour, but a lot of the college girls, um, and, and, you know, it was fun to watch. It was what, it was fun to watch those girls, uh, you know, a girl in the second to last group last year from Florida, uh, the girl from Wake Forest ended up winning it. Um, it was just kind of a neat tournament and it was cool to see Bubba Watson there and some, some of the women pros. So that was the one casualty, but let's just talk guys. What do you, what do you think about the, the schedule the way it is right now, the, the tour is once again uh, unofficially scheduled to resume the last full week of May with the uh, a match play. And then they head to Memorial tournament, I believe, or uh, then they head to the uh, colonial and then the Memorial. But what are you, what are your thoughts, Bill, on just some of the announcements of the, the fall sports season? Well, you know, I, we've talked about it off channel. The fact that, uh, the fall is going to be amazing if this can all play out. Cause that means yes. if that's happening, so is college football, so is professional football. Other sports are trying to wrap up their seasons. It's going to be, you know, I think Anthony said it best. We just stay in the house another six months. It's all good. You know, especially do you two realtors can get away with it if you wanted to somehow, I think, uh, but no, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be something else. I think it's weird that, I think they're really aggressive trying to come back the end of May for the yeah. uh, PGA. I, I know they want to get in the, you know, those tournaments, but now with, you know, June, they've already moved the U S open uh, July, the British opens canceled really. So they've, you know, the majors are done. They're all either. We got two playing in the, uh, Oh, three playing in the fall, hopefully. And um, the open. So gone. I, I think what they're doing is Royal St. George, 149th open championship next year. will stay the 149th. They're not canceling. The 149, or is this supposed to be the 148 that they're going to make the 149th the next one? Because no, I, St. Andrews will stay in 2022 for the 150th. They've always been kind of the. Oh, so they're going to so, monkey around with the numbers a little bit. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. How, how many opens were canceled in World War II? Do we know the answer to that? Is this, I'll look it up if, just, while you guys are answering. It's in 45, right? It's in 45. They, yeah. they played in 41, 42, 43, 44 when they were getting bombed? I think so. <laughs> I'll look it up just What's, in case. Yeah. Worth looking into, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll look it. Or, or you know, maybe maybe Bill in forty three and forty four only the uh, the Masters in Wales maybe you know, maybe the, the PGA I know was the only one that played in forty five. Um, so look those up, yeah. Yeah, I will. Yeah. But, uh, lot, but Bill, a lot of British golf has been played while people are getting bombed. It's just um, a different, <laughs> a different, <laughs> a different meaning. I'll, I'll say it too it's soon. Guinness. It's too Guinness. Soon. Too soon. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, Anthony, Sean, what, what are your thoughts on the? Or talk, go ahead. Your, just your thoughts on today's announcements. Um, I don't want to overstate it, but just friggin' thrilled. I think people need something to look forward to on the calendar. So. 
Um, I might've shed a happy tear, not bawling, but just like, yes, we have, we have something to look forward to. Um, so Sean, let's, let's pick the master's weekend. We could have world series going on that, that weekend, mm-hmm. Florida scheduled to play Missouri in football. Um, Augusta national. I mean, my gosh, this, as Bill alluded to, this could be the, the greatest fall sports season mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. we can even, you know, well, there'll be too much to watch, and that's a, a, a wonderful thing these days, right? So, yeah. Mal? My immediate thought was there'd be no azaleas at this year's Masters. It's going to be a very different Masters, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it'll be cold, right? Atlanta can get pretty cold in November. Yeah, and it won't it's, even be like uh, October where the leaves might be, you know, um, you know, uh, colorful. You know, it'll be... So it'll be a master's like none other, as they like to say, right? So, but I think the fact, you know, I I thought my idea today before they made these announcements was pretty cool. Just, just have Jack, Tom and and Gary show up and hit a, hit a ball and leave them in the fairway, you know, and just, that'd be, (laughs) that'd be kind of cool. And then uh, I think our, who was it? This was it you, Mel, that said, one of my friends said, (laughs) Jim Nance will show up in a golf cart and say, hello, friends. And then just drive (laughs) off. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, what do you got? Oh, by the way, the, the open championship did not, was not played from in from 40 through 45. It makes more yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. So six, six years, it was not played. They came day 39 to, and they came back in 1946. So, okay. I mean, think about it. We didn't, us didn't get involved in the war until 41, but it was going on before then. So that, Correct. that makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So, um, and then obviously uh, the, P- the NFL announced something today. Did you guys see what they announced today? The draft will be a virtual only draft. Yeah. Which makes, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes a ton of sense. And uh, don't think it really affects the integrity of the, you know, obviously it, it, it can't become, you know, it was, it was such a cool spectacle last year in Nashville, the, you know, the, the number of fans there. And, you know, once again, we, we talk a lot. It's, it's, it's unfortunate for the guys that are, you know, the, for the Joe Burrows and the Chase Youngs and the guys that are going to be, you know, had, had their chance in the spotlight. But, you know, they have had their chance in the spotlight and they will continue, obviously, the, the, especially the first rounders who, who get that walk across the stage. I mean, you know, if you're a fifth round draft pick, sixth round draft pick, you got to make your name like Tom Brady did. Who? To, <laughs> to be, uh, uh, that's Tampa Bay. Tom Brady. Yes. Tom TB, Tampa Bay's TB, Tom Brady. TB12, TB12, yeah. Did you see uh, what golf course he uh, joined here in Florida? Damn it. Um, World, World Woods? <laughs> Jinx, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, he, he, he didn't join a course in the Tampa area. A lot of oh. people thought he would join Old Memorial. Mm-hmm. Um, there's many professional athletes, Jeter being one of them that's a member oh, there. Isleworth. He, uh, he joined Seminole. Oh, nice. East Coast. Mm. Old yeah, Donald yeah. Ross course. He's uh, Ben Hogan. Extremely Favorite exclusive. Course. I'm sure he uh, – interesting that how he made it jump the uh, the waiting list on that one, huh, Ian? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He'll chop her in on uh, when he wants to play. Yeah. Mm. Well, he can probably play wherever he wants, right? But Yep. Interesting. You I saw, see you, that. You yeah. saw he took – He's uh, he rented Jeter's house. You saw that, right, in the news? The, yes. Jeter built – uh, how, how many square feet? 5,000 – Dollars a month, right? Thousand square feet. Thirty thousand square feet, South Tampa on the water, and uh, mm. yeah, but it's been sitting empty for a while. <laughs> Jeter's <laughs> down south in Miami, so it's funny how they how they must have that network, you know, where they just all talk to each other. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So, super cool. 
All right, guys. And, uh, any other any other sports that you want to chat about? Got a got a good Mount Rushmore and got a good good pint glass. Of I got I got, I got one. Anthony, go ahead. I got one. Sean. I just got a, a text message from a Detroit Tiger friend of mine. Uh, it's not the best news, but Al Kaline passed away. Al Kaline passed away. Oh, oh, no. Number bad. eight, right? Number eight, Al Kaline. Yep, saw that. That's a you know, um, still still you know still for for the most part kind of an oldie. I think played in the sixties, right? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, we're we're creeping into that time zone now where you're going to start seeing some of the some of the seventies and eighties guys. But yeah, 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 I saw that on the on the crawl today on Sports Center. I'll tell you, hey, a great, you want to hear a great Al Kaline story? No, no, no. Next. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll. 1978, Johnny Corolla and I drove from Southern Connecticut, New Haven, and we were going to drive down and do all of the – I had a little white MGB GT, and uh, we're going to drive down and do all the spring break stuff. My car broke down. Without getting into all the details, the engine blew up. I had to get it fixed. Um Fucking MGs. Go ahead. <laughs> down in Lakeland, Florida. John got, like on a, John got on a, a Greyhound bus and went to D- Daytona or wherever he, we were going. I think it was Daytona. I had to stay there. My grandfather, who was at Hialeah Racetrack, wired me money to, uh, to Western Union to get my car fixed. And I had to pay him back. I was sitting outside the Western Union and a big green... Um, Lincoln Continental pulled up. A K line, <laughs> and I looked and I said, "That can't be." And so I, I introduced myself to him. He was the nicest man I've ever met. He asked me what what I was doing, what I was waiting for. I told him. He waited with me. I had a great conversation with him. We went out to lunch, and I he drove me back for a. Uh, uh, when the wire, when the uh, when the wire came, wow. wow! I spent an afternoon with Al Kaline. Nice. It was pretty sweet. Hey, Sean, our buddy uh, Bobby Wald, Bill, <laughs> our, our friend Bobby Wald, my brother-in-law. Yeah. That was his childhood kind of hero. So I just shot him a text. Um, he was a big Al Kaline guy. He's believe it or not, uh, born and spent some time in Detroit um, growing up. So, um, Sean, we talk about uh, perspective and gratitude. Um, Davis Love's house burned down in Sea Isle, Georgia this week, right? Mm. And, uh, yeah, he had a just a, a sprawling um, estate. So, yeah, it's just one of those things where just life throws you some curveballs. And, and, of course, he's very emotional in the interviews and talking and crying. And he's got grandchildren. So, um, basically, everyone's safe, but his, his house burned down. So Was it a, that, like a lightning strike or a – they don't know. They're still investigating. Um, you know, they don't think it was anything, uh, you know, it's just a fluke. Right. So anyway, was, the, it was, Wanamaker, was the Wanamaker trophy in there? <laughs> Probably Sean. That's Probably, the sad part, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so yeah, as we're struggling with staying inside, um, we talk about this all the time. There's, there's some other things going on that we got to kind of yeah, take inventory, about, right? Think, yeah. I think about those little things like a, Nicholas, a house like Nicholas or, oh, you know, the, if the clubhouse at Muirfield Village with all, you know, he's got one of every trophy in there. He's got, you know, the Ryder right. Cups in there, you know, all yeah. the, all these little things that, you know, which he has multiple of, you know, I mean, Tiger's house, you know, I mean, you, you wonder, yeah. like, does Tiger just have a closet like, ah, in there is just four of the extra, extra master trophies and, you know, some, some green jackets hanging there, whatever, like, it's, it, you're right. I think it's, it's 
you know, and our, our buddy Greg, you, you told me about today, you know, I mean, it's just all these things, you know, you're focused on one thing and oh, and this also, life also happens over here. You know, life doesn't slow down for this, right? Yeah. And I, th I think what Davis Lovett started in his garage and he said he ran and tried to find a fire extinguisher and he goes, it was amazing how quickly um, the fire spread. So it's worth a read. He's fine. He's, but uh, just, just thought of a note and a side note, um, Sean, you've been here to my house. Um, I live off of Davis Love Drive. Mm. He, uh, nice. he is the architect of the Windermere Golf Club. Um, oh, cool. And legend has it in 2000, he pulled up in a limousine, got out on the first tee, hit the inaugural drive, hopped in the limousine, and has never been back since. <laughs> <laughs> took his, took his but, I'm sure, but I'm sure the cash, the, the checks cash every month in his, uh, in his account, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. You know, I mean, our, like someone like Orion looks at a uh, a Davis Love, Fred Couples. You know, we we remember them just family. Who are these old men? Yeah. You know, it's like it's like when we were kids. You know, uh, Anthony. You know, thinking like, who the hell's Doug Sanders? You know, <laughs> right. who's, who's Charles Cootie? Who's Lee Trevino? You know, like I mean, of course you know Lee Trevino just because of his personality. But you know, a lot of us just percentage wise, like someone like Ryan. Yep. has no idea how good Davis level player was and Corey Pavin. And, you know, we can go old school on some of the names of that generation, you know, Lanny Watkins and, and you know, just Freddie and it just, you know, the, the coolness of Ernie Els. And it's just Raymond funny how, how, you know, what's that? We, gotta, we, we could make a game called lost golfers. <laughs> there you go. uh, inside jokes are a plenty tonight, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean, what you got, man? Let's go a couple pint glasser discussion. Uh, once again, not, not really designed for an answer, just uh, to see, see where it takes us. And I got a great Mount Rushmore tonight. All right. Ooh, I like um, two, two, two. Here two. we go. Who is the most famous athlete you've ever met? We just talked about Al Kaline, Mal. Uh, if you guys could think of a famous athlete you've met. Todd, you start. So I got this. I'll, I'll never forget this uh, as long as, as I live. Um, but so this is about probably 10 years ago. Scott, Scott is 17. So I want to say, I want to put him about like seven. Um, and uh, his mom and my wife at the time and daughter were shoe shopping. So we were at a, not a pay less, but one of the, what's the generic shoe store? Um, you know, orange rack room shoes. We're at a rack room shoes, right? So we're hanging out and it's bowl season. It was the first year I entered a bowl pool, right? So I'm going to throw out names. Um, Army's playing Tulane in the, in, the, in the inaugural bowl, right? And this is just when kind of smartphones were coming out. So maybe, maybe it was 2009, around that time. Long story short, I look over and I see John Smoltz and his girlfriend slash wife at the time, I'm not sure which, um, was shopping for shoes. And he's just sitting there, just looking at his phone, right? And um, I'm a big guy that I don't bother famous people. I just, you know, th their life is being bothered. So if I see someone, I get a little tingle inside, but I'm not going to be the guy that says, John Smoltz, I'm the biggest fan, blah, blah, blah. I just let them live. And so at the time, uh, let's say Army was minus three. Tulane had scored. I'd picked Army, and now they were down. I was going to lose the the, you know, the, the, the bowl game uh, and my confidence points. And I look at Scott, I go, ah, uh, Tulane scored. And Smoltz just looked up. He's like, oh, you picked Army too? How many confidence points? And I said, <laughs> and I said, and I said 20. And he, and he goes, yeah, I got them for 11. And uh, Scott, my, my, my son just looked and he was in awe. And afterwards he told me, he's like, dad, why didn't you say hi to him? I go, 
these are just normal guys. He, he enjoyed the fact that we let him be a normal guy and he engaged with us. So that's kind of like my school, my, my cool brush with greatness uh, yeah. in everyday life. I, it wasn't in a, like a golf tournament. I met someone, I mean, this was at a rack room shoes in, in Alfreda, Georgia. Yeah. Whereas uh, it was truly so, a random meetup, not a, uh, not you waited in line to have them sign your book. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was again, a little long winded, but I thought that was no, that's a great story. That pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Bill, how about you? It comes to mind. Well, Cause you obviously, you obviously worked in the business. So. I had a huge advantage. Yeah. When it comes to baseball people I've met over the years, you know, Bob Feller hung out with Bob Feller. I mean, wow. that was amazing. And, I told you, Bill, that was my dad's <laughs> uh, favorite baseball player. He said, yeah, right? he was, he was the coolest guy. Youngest, I mean, it started with, youngest, it youngest pitcher to ever start a world series game, right? And, and he yeah. lost four, four of his prime years to the war. And yeah. that's what my dad always talks about. Like if he yep. would have had those four years, he would have been the greatest he, pitcher of all time. He started, they started with a phone call. Phyllis, I'll never forget Phyllis Greenlee, who was in the um, ticket office for the Padres, comes back to me and says, there's some guy named Bob Feller on the phone looking for all-star game tickets. I said, I'll take the call. <laughs> Send him through. Okay. Put, right put him on through. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And I, and I saw I met him again up at Cooperstown when um, Raleigh Fingers was being inducted the same year as Tom Seaver. And Bob Feller was there and I got a picture with him in Cooperstown. I mean, he, you know, that's my, in baseball, it goes, it goes on and on and on. You talk about waiting in line. I've, I've met, if you count getting an autograph at a card show, Ted Williams and Sandy Koufax. And it goes on wow. a lot of people that I've, I've said thank you to, but you know, I got to give you my favorite. And that's how I'm at the uh, U2 concert at Qualcomm stadium. And someone tips me off that a certain young professional golfer, is uh, in the VIP section, which I had all Tiger Woods. Pass. Tiger, Tiger Woods. Woods. Yeah, Walked up with my business card from the Padres. Said, Tiger, Bill Rister with the Padres. You need anything while you're in town. Please let me know. I'll be happy to help you. He's like, hey, thanks a lot. Shook his hand. Went home, rubbed Kevin's head. It didn't transfer. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's okay, but he's not good. He's no Tiger Woods. So yes. I'll go with Tiger. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Anthony. I, I got... I, it's a hard one to pick. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Arnold Palmer. Mm. Nice. I had blown out my knee. I ruptured a patella tendon. and uh, That's a kneecap if you're scoring yep. at home. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I had, I had surgery, and my, I, I was in the healthcare business at the time, and my manager, who was a very attractive woman from uh, New Orleans, um, said, you know, I'll just come, we'll do some paperwork. We'll get, you know, we'll get some goals set and so on and so forth. I'll meet you at the, the, uh, the Grand Hyatt at her hotel. We'll meet for breakfast and we'll go from there. So I hobbled in with my crutches and my backpack on my back and I walked into the breakfast room and there's three steps that go up to the level where the, the actual breakfast area is. And as I went up to the third step, the crutch, my right crutch got caught and I was going down and a hand hits my right shoulder and I turn around and it's Arnold Palmer. (laughs) I was, I was stupefied. I could not even talk. I was like, Mr. Palmer, how are you? Hey, what'd you do? He was a, the most, everything you hear about him was a hundred percent true. Yeah. Couldn't have been more pleasant. What, how did you hurt yourself? What did you do? Where are you going? Let me grab the backpack. He walked me over to Beth's table. And when he got a, and Beth was a very attractive woman, a very attractive woman. Um, 
He goes, he looked right at her and it's like, I almost like I didn't exist. He goes, do you mind if I join you? And he sat down and we had basically some fruit and, and a cup of coffee and a glass of orange juice with Arnold Palmer. Wow. No one had an Arnold Palmer? No one. It was <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if they were, what, what were they called before that? Just lemonade and icy? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but he was, he had the softest hands too. I'll never forget that. That's amazing. He was oh, very, very nice. And I, I looked at him when we were all done. I said, you know, if you ever get back to Tampa, come on over. We'll have some dinner. He goes, if I come back, we'll, we'll make that happen. Obviously he never did. They were playing the, uh, the senior tour uh, event at TPC at Tampa Bay. Wow. The room nice. was filled with, you know, senior players and Arnold just happened to be the guy who kept me from falling on my push. That's fantastic. Super cool. So, so a couple that I wrote down, you know, I thought of, you know, I, I've met Jack a couple of times, obviously he went to the same high school or I went to the same high school he did. Um, but I, you know, a couple of times I've run into him at the Memorial tournament, literally like walking around the main scoreboard. He was cutting, you know, back to do a, like an on-air bit. And he's like, excuse me, son. And I'm like, Oh, no problem, Mr. Nicholas. And it was, you know, but that was kind of a brush with greatness. Um, probably one of the coolest ones, uh, Two, two from Worldwoods that I got a chance. Uh, Paul Azinger uh, came out when we first opened up. Nice. And, you know, we let we let the tour players play for free, obviously. And uh, so he brought a, a foursome out. And this is before we had the clubhouse or anything. We were just in like a little cart barn area. Um, but we had a little cooler for beers and stuff like that that people could buy at the turn. And after his round, he came in and we were we said, how'd you, how'd you, you know, how'd you play, Paul? And he says, well, I shot 63. And we're like, well, that's a course record. Can we get your scorecard? And, uh, and he said – I'd love to tell you guys about my round and let you know some pros and cons about the course. We're like, sure. And he goes, you guys got a couple beers. This is like seven o'clock at night, you know, in a summer right. evening bill. And we yeah. pull some carts up. This is back in the day when the carts didn't have the roofs on them. And we kind of pull up like four or five carts and Paul and his buddies are just drinking beers. And me and the other assistant pro were sitting there having a beer with Paul Hazinger. And he's just telling us stories. Just unbelievable. Just the coolest guy. Mark O'Meara came over and played and, you know, we're like, Mark, you know, the rounds on us. And he's like, no, I don't mind paying for my, myself. And he goes, we're like, no, no, it's up, you know, it's policy. PGA tour players play for free. And he goes, well, I got to pay for my guests. And we're like, no, it's, it's on us. He's like, that's no, ridiculous. I'm paying for my guests, you know, and it was just so, so cool. I got a chance to play with Steve Spurrier. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Sean, uh, Paul Azinger, the coolest FSU uh, alum ever, right? Probably. Yeah. 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 No, Kepka's probably pretty cool. Right, Bill? Kepka's cool. Well, <laughs> not, not to Bill, but that's but, okay. but, but, that, but, but the, our director of golf calls up and says, hey, Sean, you need to play tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, put on your schedule. I'm like, oh, I'm scheduled to, to work that morning. He goes, yeah, you're not working. You got to play with a special guest. And he tells me an hour before I'm teeing off, he's like, Spurrier's coming down from Gainesville with a couple guys and you're going to play with them. And so we got to the first tee and, and Spurrier's like, all right, bro, it'll be me and you against these two guys. Uh, what do you say? We just do like a five, five, five. And it was, it was so much fun uh, playing with Spurrier. Did you win? Did you play well? Yeah. Did you we win? Did. We did. We came down the last hole and he goes, bro, we need a birdie on this one or, uh, or we might uh, push. And uh, I birdied the last hole as par five up the hill. Um, but I birdied. It was, it was a blast playing with him. And it's just, you know, the stories and just listening to him talk. Obviously, Todd and I both got a chance to know Emmett Smith, the all-time leading rush in the NFL. Uh, but, but the one I'm going to go with is, is a special day. Wow. Now, I, thought was one. I thought it was one, by the way. But go I'm ahead. I'm just telling a story. But, but <laughs> Anthony, you made, you made me tell about it because it happened all in the same day. Um, when I worked at World Woods, we went over to play Bay Hill. And my director of golf used to work underneath – that pro at Bay Hill at the time, his name was Dick Tiddy. Yep, that was his name, T-I-D-D-I-E, yeah. <laughs> right? 
So we get there early and he says, you know, we're going to go in and say hi to Mr. Palmer, uh, but don't ask him for an autograph, Sean. Just, you know, I mean, it, it would be kind of uncool for you as an assistant pro to go in there and ask. So we go into Arnold's office and meet him and he says hi to Stan. And we talk to Arnold and he says, well, have a great time out there today. It's my first time playing. Well, this is the, whatever the year the dream team was started. So that would have been, what, 80? 92. 92. 92? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so this yeah, would have yeah. been the summer of 92, yeah. early summer. And they were doing their first photo shoot in Orlando that night. So we walk to the first tee at Bay Hill and coming off the ninth hole is Michael Jordan. <laughs> wow. So I just met Arnold Palmer 20 minutes beforehand. He didn't like I to grab, golf or gamble, that guy, I don't think. I grabbed one of the scorecards now and there's three nine holes at Bay Hill. There's the championship course, which is the challenger, the champion, and then the other nine holes is called the charger, right? So okay. the challenger is the front nine, the champion's the back nine, the charger is the extra nine holes. So I just grab a scorecard and I fold it open and I say, Mr. Jordan, can I get your autograph? And he just signed it right over the word, over the, over the nine hole for champion. And he had just won the national or won the, the championship that year. So we're playing around the golf and thinking like, Holy shit, I just met uncle Jordan. We get on the back nine. We're on the 16th tee, 17th coming up 18. And I look over my right hand side and on the 16th tee is Charles Barkley. Mm. I go over and I grab Barkley and I'm like, Hey Chuck, can I get your autograph? And I just happened Shut to hand him the score, Shut same scorecard, and he he signed on the challenger side, right? And they had just the the the, the uh, Suns had just lost to the Bulls that year, so runner up, right? Very appropriate. So I'm thinking like that's kind of cool. It just worked out that way. That's so I'm awesome. thinking like, wow, I just met two of the greatest. It's, it's not over, season. kids. It's not oh, over. Hang kids. in there. We're in the locker room. We're in the locker room afterwards, having a beer. And I look over to my left and I say, "That's the tallest guy I've ever seen." David Robinson comes walking in, the admiral. <laughs> And I get him to sign on the Charger nine holes, right? And he he had gone on to win two 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 uh, two world championships after Jordan retired. But wait, there's more. That, that, that's the only three. Yeah. Okay, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing because I'm jealous. I'm teasing. That's a great day. I got three of the NBA's 50th greatest, and I met Arnold Palmer that day. So um, yeah, that day else, was. I'm, good I'm trying to think what I can. There's I can't even in my mind even come up. Uh, how about I? I took a lifelong uh, Brooklyn Dodgers fan up to meet Vin Scully in the press box as a That's cool. employee. But, but you got to, you got to <laughs> hang with, you got to, I mean, you got to talk to Tom, to Tony Gwynn, right? I mean, like, like, yeah, I knew Tony personally. Yeah. I got uh, Jerry Coleman, you know, if, and you know, Anthony's a Yankees fan, so He knows Jerry Coleman great guy. and Coleman and I, Coleman would take me to lunch and I get to take a couple friends every summer during the season. Hey. He'd go, Hey, it's time to go get some Hi. lunch. Who do you want to bring? I'm like, I got That's people. Cool. Yeah, it was fun. I'd I'd be remiss, Bill, and and I apologize uh, if he's listening. Um, Jenny's sister is her husband is Tom Pachoric. Oh, we've talked about that. The, yeah, the yeah. son of Tom Pachoric, the the, yeah, uh, the twenty player. year baseball player. So yeah, I mean that should have been my number one, right? But I know yeah. him so I know him so well that I don't even think of him as like famous, right? Because yeah. I've really spent a lot of time with him. Great I guy. I think he I think he'd go with you. That Smoltz's a little above him. <laughs> no, but but again he's he's truly a great guy um but i don't even i guess when you get too close you, you're not uh starstruck anymore right so yeah all right hey yeah. bill as i crafted this question i was thinking specifically of you oh no right? is there a lyric hey, involved okay go ahead nope, nope. <laughs> favorite things to do at a sporting event other than watching the game he's keep oh. scoring playing baseball favorite bill. things to do yep, yeah that's exactly it yeah yeah, yeah that is it because there's so many things like you know that's keep drink beer. Drink right. beer. 
<laughs> so is it, is it, what sport are we talking about? I, I was thinking baseball. Okay. Score, so let's stick with baseball. So yeah. Um, I'll tell you something. <laughs> I'll tell you what's not my favorite thing to do is get the game balanced so you can call up the final attendance to the press box by the bottom of the sixth inning. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's not as fun because you know some some freaking coupon somewhere got it wrong in the system and it's not balancing and so balancing the game is not count. Um, you know, Mal, I'll you and I you did what, it at the uh, at, at Madison Square Garden, right in between the uh, half times, right? No, we did the loop. Yep. Walk around so, and look so, at the banners, right? Yep. Yep. That so was I'll cool. jump it. Yeah. I'll jump in at Truist Park, formerly SunTrust Park. Uh, Jenny and I like to get the cheapest seats because we never sit in our seats and we just walk around the whole time and just yeah. have the different angles. And, and Yeah, watch anything here, stand here. Yeah. So, mine, uh, but you, you guys knew mine. It's definitely keep score until there's a hit. Then usually I'll fade away from it. But, you know, I've never witnessed a no-hitter live. Uh, so I would love to be keeping score during a no-hitter. Not many have, right? Not many have. Right. No, I mean, I no. I, I told you my, I told you my story. I witnessed a perfect game that wasn't right. I, I was there when was uh, the Detroit Tiger guy. No, who, uh, Pedro Martinez no. was with the Expos. He's in San Diego pitching against the Padres. He goes nine, tw- nine perfect innings, twenty-seven uh, up, twenty-seven down, zero, and zero? the score is zero zero. Uh, and we go to the tenth inning, and Bip Roberts doubles off him in the bottom of the tenth and ruins the uh, perfecto. Uh, yeah. Oh, Todd, so, oh, listen to this. The one time I've been to the old Yankee Stadium, the one time, yeah. interleague game against Houston Astros, you know, the guy. Boo. Yeah. I'm just getting, Boo. I'm just getting practice for that. Sorry, I said Houston, ahead. I had to boo him. Yeah. Roy Oswald. Cheaters. Roy Oswald Cheaters. starts the game, goes an inning and a third, and then like hurts his elbow. So they had a combined no hitter. Yeah. The Astros pitched seven pitchers in a combined no hitter. That's amazing. First time in like 40 years that an opposing team had like no hit the Yankees. And wow. you never, you know, we never even realized it was a no hitter until like the eighth inning. We just looked up and like, holy shit, the Yankees haven't even got a hit. Right. It was like four nothing or whatever. It was crazy. Yeah. And then we're like, well, now we got to stick around because the two ladies were with her. Like, let's go. Let's get, let's get a cab before the game's over. I'm like, no, we're going to stay. This is kind of cool. So what's the other, I was in, uh, in Arizona and I had, I had, um, Never seen a cycle. Never seen someone hit for the cycle either. By the way, which is more rare than a no hitter. Right? No there kidding, are more yeah. no hitters than cycles hit for. And it was Stephen Drew who was with the D backs. JD Drew's time. younger brother. Right? Yeah, his younger yeah. brother. He comes, I swear to God, he comes up to the plate. He needs a single to hit for the cycle. He needs a double. Fucking stretches it out to a double. A close That's, play, but he gets in. It's like, dude, just good for him. First. No, it's good not good for him. for him. Yeah, it is. I like. He'll it. never be in the history books, right? But he could. No, been. he. I, once again, I saw a cycle that wasn't because for like four seconds it was a cycle. If he'd have got thrown out at second, it would have been a cycle. Because it would have been, yeah. oh, been a single. Oh, been a single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, here we go. Mount Rushmore question, and then we'll go around the horn. Ready? Okay. Mount Rushmore of sports announcers. Now, it's my week, so I get to go first. I'll let you guys think, and I'll probably steal some of yours. Well, can, best, we, can we use the ones you steal? No, you we can. can. Yeah, the, sorry, the sorry four, on Mount Rushmore. You're putting four announcers of sports up on the, up on the mountain. I'm going to go I Al got Michaels. Mine. Can I jump in? I go oh, Al really? Michaels. <laughs> Ooh, good one. Vince Scully. Jim Nance. Keith Jackson. All right. See you later. Let's go around the horn. Can, can, <laughs> can they be color analyst? It doesn't have to be an announcer. It's just announcer. Someone who announces no, games, no. right? Well, I don't know if you want to save color analyst for, for, so, another, oh, another okay. Round. Okay. All right, all right. All right. I'll go, I'll go. Um, 
Al Michaels, Keith Jackson, Mick Hubert. Nice. <laughs> I like that Local one. flavor. Oh, my. And I'm struggling with the fourth. Gosh, I'm struggling with the fourth. Um, I mean, there's so many good voices. You know what? I'm gonna. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. uh, Chris Fowler. I really enjoy his work. I really enjoy his work as a as a play by play guy. You know, I thought about Costas. I thought about Chirico. You know. Hey, don't say those names. You just steal my name. Mal's gonna take it. Go ahead, Mal. I'm gonna say my four. Phil Lesh. Phil Lesh. No, No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Howard Cosell. Wow, I forgot about Howie. Good call. Howard, Howard Cosell like, changed the way it is. I love Marv Albert when he used to do the yeah. – uh, I thought about Marv, yeah. yeah. Um, Al Michaels and Vince Scully. But uh, on the way up to Mount Rushmore, Phil Rizzuto. Okay. <laughs> the old Jerry Coleman-isms, the rizzuto Phil Rizzuto, man. He's yeah. the best. Yeah. He's um, the, yeah. Vince Scully. Nice. Dick Enberg. Yeah. Especially at Wimbledon. I mean, Dick Very Enberg good. was amazing. It also, I knew him personally. He lived in, he lived in, uh, he did some Padre games towards the end of his career. Dick Enberg and was it Merlin Olson? Merlin Olson was yes. his? Yeah, that was the Merlin was his color I guess, guy. I, I, I remember I, I, the, you know, Bill, you don't, you don't, you never got the chance to, to experience it the way Mal and, and Todd and I did, but, you know, the, the four o'clock games in November, December in the East. When like West the Broncos played yeah. the Chargers, yes. you know, in, in yeah. Mile High, and it was yeah. always NBC because they always had the AFC. Yep. Dick Enberg, Enberg Merlin and Mullen Olson, yep. and yep. oh my God, it was just something special about when they did the West Coast games and the seven o'clock. You know, just getting up to, you know, uh, Wonderful World of Disney. Now remember that? Yeah. You know, like yeah. oh, it's yep. the best. And Bill Fingers versus the yeah, Jets. So, you know, <laughs> um, I had so I had Scully Enberg. I'm I'm gonna I. Just because his voice just means so much to me as a kid growing up, but Pat Summerall with wow. Madden, right? he, was just, he was a guy who, you know, that I think of my dad, I think of football, right? That was, you that know, was, John, this play is a big play. <laughs> exactly. You know? just, he just, it was very, just who he was. It was just all straight and narrow. Yeah. And then I got to come up with one more that I try to be different. I mean, Scully had to be there. He's just, he's like the best yeah. of. If you, I mean, you can just do baseball no. names, right? I know. Jack Buck. I mean, and, it goes you know, on and on and on, right? Harry Carey. Oh, fact, Harry Carey, yeah. Wow. I'm going to make Give my Carey. fourth. I'll make Harry my fourth. Not only for him, but what, you know, the, his progeny, right? <laughs> Skip yes. And Chip. Yeah, Harry Skip and Chip. So, uh, Harry All Brave announcers. Yeah. Another guy I got to yeah, meet. Marv Albert. Marv oh, Albert, an yeah. underrated one. That's, That's the, a good one. A good, Bill, yeah. Hey, Bill, West Coast homage to Don Crickey. Do pretty oh, good yeah. announcer, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, maybe Al not. Michaels used to do the Angels. I mean, he's been in—he was a West Coast guy for a long time. How about the the ABC Wide World of Sports guys, Jim McKay, mm, Jim McKay, Jack Whitaker. Yeah, yeah, Whitaker was was a brilliant on the British Open for hey. years. Remember? Yep. Now, I mean, he would always do like a little, uh, kind of a little um, biography of a golfer, and then he would do like a little commentary yep. on yeah. the tournament of the week, and yeah. it was so cool. That was no, honorable mention. That's a good. Already, that's a good. Uh, you're right. That's a good Mount Rushmore. Honorable mention, our buddy Dick Vitale. I mean, that's just mm. a solid one, right? He's color, yeah. though. He's not an announcer. Color. We got to okay. Like, uh, fair, yeah. fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. he's yep. you know, I, I think you know, uh, you know, there's just some guys that you know, if you had a list, you'd be like, oh, he's really good too, and you know, yeah. I mean, now you know, you that's think about, tough. you know, you think about uh, Johnny Most with the 
with the Celtics. Oh, the Celtics, yeah. Bird stole the ball. Bird stole the ball. And yeah. You know, How about Brenneman? I mean, think about Brenneman for the Reds, right? I mean, yeah. great announcer. And his son, looks for the son Reds, does a great uh, job. Yeah, yeah. Tom Brenneman does a fantastic job. And, yeah. you know, the, the guy that uh, I can't think of his name for uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but he always he always did the the funny, like after the goal, he'd say, Michael, Michael, motorcycle, he scored a goal. You know, it was always, it was just <laughs> well, how about the voice of the NHL. The guy who does Don Cherry. Oh, uh, Mike oh. Patrick. Uh, no, it's gonna. He you have to look amazing. it up. Mike Doc Emmerich. Doc Emmerich is hey, amazing. Oh, he's good. Yeah. What, he's what about the guy at the Yankees? Never get a chance with the, the Yankees, yeah, Yankees win. John Sterling. <laughs> John Sterling. <laughs> but if you ever get a chance to watch the uh, sixty minutes interview with with Emmerich, it's fat. It's fascinating. Wow. The longest he has spoken because. He's got to talk while hockey is playing, and if there's no break, he just keeps going. He talks about like a, a, an 11-minute stretch where he did, he never had to. He just never shut up. There was just never a dead puck. There's yeah. never a dead wow. puck. Wow. Uh, and another guy who's great baseball guy, John Miller from Baltimore. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Rugen, mm-hmm. He was yep. great. He was he was the voice of Sunday Night Baseball for years. Oh, right? he, ended, he ended up in San Francisco though, didn't he? Yeah, he ended up yeah. relocating, moving. Hey, Sean, how, about Charlie, how about Charlie Steiner? Underrated, overrated? You know, but he does baseball now. I like Charlie Steiner. He was Charlie with Steiner's the, uh, good, right? He was with the Giants for the longest yeah, time. Yeah, he was. He was the Yankee. He did the Yankees. He, he, let, he left ESPN yeah. and went to the Giants. That's right. Hey, hey, Sean, I appreciate the question because when sports comes back, we're going to like <laughs> notice announcers more that we've taken for granted all yeah, these years, yeah. right? We'll be like, yeah. Alex Rodriguez is doing a great, we talked about that, doing a great job. Sunday night baseball. And, and you, know, right? you, know, it's, you know, it's one of my favorite calls ever in sports from a guy that grades some people. Um, but it was probably one of the most brilliant non-calls is when Chris Berman, or not Chris Berman, when Boomer mm. was doing Didn't even Cal mention Ripken's, Berman, yeah. When, when Cal Ripken was, he was doing Cal Ripken's game. And when Cal Ripken broke the record after the, what, fourth, fourth and a half inning? Yeah. yeah. He, he didn't say a word for like five minutes. It was just let silence. Him run around letting and, letting yeah. him do his thing, yeah. yeah. That's the beauty yeah. of a good announcer. They just let the, let the scene... You know, yeah. All right, play out. All right, guys, let's go around the horn. Todd, what do you got coming up this week? Who me? Yeah, you, you, let me guess. You're working from home, and uh, <laughs> so guess, guess what? what you're doing. Guess what day tomorrow is? Day. It's not day. Tuesday. It's just day. <laughs> day. Day. So, 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 so tomorrow, uh, we're doing new and creative things to find out how to do business, right? So, um, actually, have a good opportunity, Sean. Uh, being creative to help a customer um, that that is at the credit limit, and, and normally we we get a little loose and we're tightening up things. So um, I really think I found a good solution with our distributor. And uh, first thing in the morning, I'm gonna my, both feet will be on the ground, um, excited to uh, actually possibly help um, one of our, our our distributors. So looking forward to that. Other than that, we're gonna touch customers. Um, I'm gonna buy. Um, our, our biggest distributors lunch. I'm going to, I'm going to DoorDash or Uber eats or, you know, deliver pizza to some of our guys saying, you know, construction is essential business. So they're still reporting, but my company has grounded us. They said, you can't. So uh, again, to try to be creative, I'm going to contact some of our bigger guys and be like, let me buy you lunch. Let, you know, how many guys you got uh, still working? Um, where's your favorite local restaurant? How, how can I help? Nice. Um, hey Todd, just an idea. Um, if you're ever out and about town and you see a food truck, go introduce yeah. yourself to the guy and say, give me your card. If there's ever a day that you're not busy, I'd love to send you to a construction site. 
and you know, great idea. Truck and, yeah. just, and just say for the next two hours, everything's on house alloy. You know, I, I love it. I love it. So, and then you, um, then you, then you win two ways. You help the local food vendor and you, and you uh, keep him on one, one location and that'd be cool. You know, that's yeah, a great idea, Todd. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. I love what you're uh, doing. Good. Yeah. So uh, on a personal note, um, love that I've, you know, I'm the youngest of six, Anthony, I don't know if you know that. And, um, you know, I'm almost, I'm 49 years old and I've spent years talking to a couple of them almost weekly and talking to more of them, maybe on a two to three year basis. Um, so one of the benefits of all this is, uh, we get on zoom to, to try to, you know, keep dad, uh, engaged and with a sense of purpose involved. And we've talked, you know, thank, thanks to zoom, Bill, I texted you, you were, you were zoom before zoom was zoom. And <laughs> we've had, we've had about four or five conversations last couple of weeks. And, and we, we all admitted this is one of the benefits of this is we're, we're, we're bonding. We're getting closer together. So that's awesome. Um, I muted a minute ago cause my daughter called, she was sidewalk chalking and she missed me. So I muted and talked mm. to her, nice. which was nice. friggin' awesome and made my day. And, um, I'm going to end it with this and, and Sean, I hate that I go so long winded, but I think it's important. Um, I'm a very be kind gratitude type of guy, but our CEO for Boy on Friday, sent a, he, he sends a daily vlog, right? And his message on Friday was the weekend's coming up, take care of yourself. And he did an analogy of when you're on an airplane, they teach you to grab the oxygen mask and put it over your face and take care of yourself before you help others. So that's my message. It, it, it seems like maybe a selfish message, but everyone, and you boys that are listening, please take care of yourself because you're no good to anyone else if you're not um, mentally there, physically there. Take walks, meditate, make sure you get good sleep, eat well, um, but take care of yourself first so you're allowed to take care of your loved ones. And, and that's my that's my message, and I'm borrowing it from our, our CEO. So Love it. Love that's it. all I got. Mal, what do you got coming up this week, bud? I know you're – my tamp agents still working hard to take care of your buyers and sellers. What's up? We are, we're working from home, but that is a great message, Todd. Uh, a lot of people are very invested in taking care of other people and they're kind of forgetting about themselves a little bit. Uh, and it's, it's important to do that. Um, we have a couple of deals that uh, we, we're trying to keep together. We have uh, an inspection um, that uh, we found. I, I represent the seller we found that an electrical, the inspector that came to the house for the buyer said we needed to change a wire. The reality is, and it's a, it's a great lesson for people who are out there buying homes that, you know, your home inspector is like a generalist. He's your family doctor. If you need something else to be looked at, an AC system, a roof, an electrical panel, you call in the expert, just like your doctor would tell you that if you, you know, you got a little heart murmur here. Go see a cardiologist, yeah. Right? He's going to send you to the cardiologist. Um, the, the list, the buyer's agent kind of pushed back on, on some of that, but we found that the problem with the electrical panel was the panel itself, not a burnt wire. Um, and my client is stepping up and doing the right thing. The right thing. She spent uh, $3,600 today to get her. Wow. Uh, to get that um, electrical panel replaced because um, uh, she didn't want to turn her house over to somebody uh, where it, it wasn't safe. Um, we have a second um, inspection that we're going to be working through 
quite a few things were found in it. So we're going to do our best to keep that together. Um, and I'm going to continue doing what I've been doing. I'm writing way more handwritten notes. I'm setting the bomb bomb, uh, personal video record, uh, week after week, I'm sending individual bomb bombs to pretty much everybody. Um, I, I told Bill on a golf course, uh, almost all of the emails that I send now are not typed. They're just me talking into my computer like I am right now. Hey, um, hey, Sean, I was the, um, the grateful beneficiary of a handwritten uh, Anthony Malafronte note this week. So was um, I. <laughs> and dude, it, it, Anthony, I'm, uh, I'm not, one thing I am not is a bullshitter. It made my day. I got that. And I was like, dude, Mal sent me a handwritten note. It meant so much. So I, I thank you. I'm very grateful for that. Thank you. You're very welcome. I, I learned from the best. I was going to say, yeah, Sean, I, you know, I have a few of these put away from Sean as well. Uh, now this will get added to the stack. So yeah. nice. very cool. Very nice. cool. Good job, Mal. Bill, how about you, man? What do you got coming up? Uh, last great episode last week with Rob Hahn. You got a new one yeah, in the can, I believe this week, right? I do. It's his name is Jason, Jason Schmidt. He's the president of Stockworth Realty Group, which is a, a luxury kind of a operation that works Isleworth, um, kind of Windermere area of uh, Orlando. A lot of nice homes over there. And he also is, is a first-class musician, an amazing guitar player. Um, so very interesting guy, great story, cited to, and actually recorded in their recording studio. This is a real estate company who then built a million-dollar audio video recording studio, three cameras set up, unbelievable uh, production area. And the video and the content coming out of this company is amazing. So uh, it was a lot of fun. So that's, that's coming out tomorrow morning. And then I am going to go into some reruns and rewinds and have a little bit of a message. I'll, I very rarely post a bonus episode, but I will on Friday. That's just kind of explaining my reason. It's funny. As soon as I decided to do this, I've got people coming out of the woodwork, you know, like inside the company. Hey, I've got this great person. You should have them on the show because they talk about this side of things and how it can help realtors. And I look at them and I go, yeah, I'm going to take a break. You know, I think yeah. it's just the right thing to do. Let's just take a break. Let's put some. Take, your, take yeah, care of yourself, Bill, right? Take yeah. care of myself. Put some best ofs out there. Those take me about 15 minutes to fix up and get going. And, and I think that's going to be a better place to be. I think I don't want to be um, just sometimes there's this, this thought and we've all talked about it. This uh, certain people that just are definitely trying to profiteer off of what's happening because mm. people need things. And I'm just uh, tired of that. So uh, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. So that's me. How about you, Sean? Well, I got a couple events. I got a listing appointment tomorrow night. Very exciting. And this listing event came from a former client of mine whose mm. son is ready to sell his house. And so Nice. Need opportunity, and so got a chance for for me to um, you know follow up with that. It's it's the, the parents who I sold the house to sold it to their son, and so it's you know it's a it's a touched by Sean Carpenter listing twice over. So that's kind of did he get neat. a crib? Did he get a crib card from Carp? He did not know. He was already he was already a, a, a high, school, high school. Oh, okay. Right. So time right. he, yeah. Um, look at my schedule. I'm jumping on uh, a fun uh, webinar. On Wednesday with some girls that I've helped in Nashville, Tennessee for a virtual event, uh, just kind of pay it forward. And then I'm jumping on with you, Bill, for Tampa yeah. Realtors. Yep, 3.30, um, yep. On Wednesday, it should be fun doing a little data bank class. Um, and then just a couple other classes. And then, Todd, we're going to do our DU chapter. Uh, trying to, Once again, uh, you notice I've kind of got a theme now. They got a, We're going to share our favorite vacation 
uh, and also our favorite DU social <laughs> event. So get some oh, guys, guys parents' memories and, and a little, little more organization. Please make sure you're using passwords, safely securing that conversation amongst just you gentlemen. Yes, yes. Okay, what good. We're like Vegas, yes. Oh, yeah, there you go. So, and, and then, uh, you know, get, get, get on the golf course and, uh, you know, grass is growing, trees are blooming. So get out hmm. and cut the grass, which is my happy place. Me cutting the grass is uh, nothing better. I take my time, I double cut if I need to, and I put my earbuds in and I just uh, escape from the world for a while. So it's, uh, I love it. Awesome. So, yep. so guys, always fun. Thanks for the, the long conversation. We had a 20 minute green room conversation that was only <laughs> privy to us, uh, but, but always fun. So on behalf of Todd and Mal and Bill, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to The Stand Out.